This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 602. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 602. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. If you're listening in live time, it is the Monday after Thanksgiving weekend in the United States, which means that we're coming off of a long weekend and we're still full. (laughs) And we are now in this place of the hustle between Thanksgiving and Christmas, which can be a lot. So everyone just inhale and exhale take a deep breath. Maybe I'm even joining you for holiday shopping right now. Thank you for bringing me along if I am. But we're going to get through these next few weeks and we're going to get through them with peace and joy. And we'll keep talking about that. We're actually not talking specifically about the holidays today, but we are going to be talking about walking through the world as the woman that you want to become and that you are currently becoming. And maybe that could start right now. Maybe that could actually start with how you show up and handle your holidays. I know that I'm being conscientious around how I want to handle my holidays and boundaries around my holidays and all that good stuff. And so I'm definitely practicing this 
right now in live time and walking this walk alongside you. And so as we dig into this topic today, do feel free to take whatever you need to apply it to what you're carrying with you as we move through the month of December, the last month of 2021, and we prepare for 2022. I'm in the season of the new year, or I'm in the season, not of the new year, I'm in the season of this year where everyone is already talking about the new year. And there's this preparation for the new year that becomes very buzzworthy and also can make us feel like we're already behind before the new year starts. So I'm just going to give you permission to pause that thinking if you are feeling that where you're like, oh my gosh, everyone already has goals for 2022 and I don't even know like what I'm eating for dinner tonight. Completely fine. (laughs) Same here. So I am not of the thought that you need to have everything figured out for the next year before the new year starts. So I want to encourage you to be here now. Be here now and enjoy this time in this season and then think about how you decide to walk into a new year by deciding how you're going to walk through this month and this week and this day. You can start right there. You have my permission, my blessing. You don't need to try to hurry up and get ready for 2022. 2022 is going to be here for 365 whole entire dang days and you have plenty of time to figure that out once you get there. (laughs) So with all that said, let's dive into what we're going to be talking about today, which is how to walk through the world as the woman you are becoming. Last week on the episode, on the Monday episode, we celebrated our 600th episode of the Shameless Mom Academy. And thank you. I got so many messages and comments on social media and just a lot of love around the show and a lot of sweet messages from so many of you who are with me all the time. And I appreciate that so much. You were with me in when we are walking together and driving together and working out together and I don't know, showering together. (laughs) I mean, I know some of you listen in the shower, so it's not untrue, right? So I just want to thank you for all of that. Here's the thing about the last 600 episodes and now 602 episodes as of today this has all been a huge process of becoming for me. And I know that as you've listened, it's been a huge process of becoming for you. Whether you've been listening for 600 episodes now, or you've been listening for just a handful of episodes, or maybe today's your first time listening, we're all in this place of becoming. And what does that look like? And how do we take responsibility for that? And how do we own that? And it is a constantly evolving path. And it is constantly full of opportunity. So even if there's moments where you're like, mama just needs to sit down on this path for a minute, that's completely fine because the opportunities will still be there when you stand back up. So however you are navigating the path, it's just fine. But I want you to recognize that you are walking down the path in this season, endless season, lifetime season of becoming. And so how are you going to step into that, recognizing that that's the path that you're on, that that's the path that you get to walk is that endless season of becoming throughout the course of your life. So I want to today talk through four ways that you can walk through the world as the woman that you are becoming. And so when Michelle Obama's book Becoming came out a few years ago now, I was so excited to read it and loved so many of the things that she talked about. But I loved this concept of becoming that she talked about. So I first of all, just want to credit her with this concept of becoming. And really, she's the one that really termed that gave women this terminology around this process that we are all always constantly in. So I want to definitely make sure I'm giving credit where credit is due. And then I want to also invite you into that space where you recognize the walk that you are on. And that you have some intention behind the walk that you are on. And what does that intention look like for you? Because if you can have some intention there, 
you can start to walk the path a little bit differently. You might see opportunities differently. You might take advantage of opportunities differently. You might carve new directions out of the pathway. You might build a path that leads you to a totally different place. And that's really awesome. So today we're going to talk about four ways that you can walk through the world as the woman that you are becoming, starting with number one, the practice of saying yes and no in new ways. So as I work with women in Momentum Mamas, especially inside of our membership community, we're always talking about what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? And how are you clear on your yeses and your nos and why your yeses and your nos are as such? This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for 
understood explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I want to invite you to say yes to new opportunities, even if you don't feel ready. Where can you start saying yes to new opportunities, even if you don't feel ready? So maybe this is something around a yes that you're going to say in the new year, doing something different. Maybe this is a yes that you're going to do over the holidays. Maybe you're going to spend less time with extended family and more time with your immediate family or more time by yourself. (laughs) I was actually following someone's social media recently. She has grown kids and she's like, yeah, I'm canceling Thanksgiving and I'm spending Thanksgiving by myself. And I was like, amen, sister, like saying yes to yourself and no to everyone else. That can be the right choice sometimes. So how are you saying yes to new opportunities, even if you don't feel ready right now, but you do know that there's something that needs to change or shift, or you do know that it is time. How are you saying yes to using your gifts and talents in new ways? So that's the next yes. Practice saying yes in new ways is practicing saying yes to using your gifts and talents in new ways. How can you really own your gifts and talents and choose to use them conscientiously? So maybe you're really good at art and you want to use that in a new way. Maybe you're really good at music in a certain way. Oh my goodness, inside of Momentum Mamas, we have a couple of women who are amazing, beautiful musicians and vocalists, and they have decided to say yes to using their voice and their gifts and talents and sharing them with the world in new ways in the last year or two. And it's been so cool to watch. I know other women who are saying yes right now to writing and writing their stories and writing their memoirs, using their gifts of their lived experience and their gifts of being amazing writers and sharing that with the world. Maybe you could practice saying yes to using your voice in new ways. So that could be in some of the ways I already suggested, or it could be in using your voice to speak up and using your voice to speak out and using your voice to start conversations, which we're going to talk in a minute. And then practicing saying no in new ways saying no to the things that no longer serve you. Say, no, I can't, that doesn't work for me or no, thank you. Let it be a complete sentence. No, I'm not able to do that. Practicing saying no to things that suck your energy. So where are you recognizing like, oh shoot, this thing that I said yes to at one time is no longer serving me or is just sucking me dry. And sometimes we don't even recognize it. Like we do things on autopilot because lives are just busy and we don't even notice that things are stuck in our energy until we get to the certain point and we recognize, what if that thing wasn't on my calendar? How would that feel? And we immediately have this sense of complete liberation thinking, oh, wow, like that thing I do every Wednesday or that commitment that I made two or three years ago to show up for something, what would it feel like to not do that? I remember after Vinny was born, I was in this networking group that met every Tuesday morning at 7.30 a.m., from 7.30 to 9 a.m. And I had been in this group for years prior to Vinny being born. And there was this habit, not habit, but this pattern when women had babies in that group, they all would leave because it was just really complicated to like, after you had a baby, come back and be somewhere at 7.30 in the morning every single Tuesday. So women would leave. And so I was like, I'm going to be the one who doesn't leave. I'm going to be the one who has a baby and sticks around. So of course, I had to like do it better than everyone else. So other women had left anywhere between like, you know, four months to eight months after their babies had been born. Like they'd taken their maternity leave from their businesses and work. And then they would come back after a few months and they would last a few months and then be like, this just isn't for me. It's not the right fit anymore. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to at least last eight months because that's how long the longest person has lasted in my seven years here. And I have to beat that. 
because this is my insecurities, if nothing else. Like, this is just me being ridiculous. So I get to this eight month mark and I was like, it's fine. Like I'm doing it. It's a little chaotic, but it's fine. And then I got to the one year mark and I was like, it's fine. It's fine. And then I got a little past the one year mark and I was like, what would it be like if I didn't have to get out the door at 7 a.m. every Tuesday morning? And I was like, that would be really, really freaking delightful. <laughs> and so quit the group. I said no to that thing. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it because I did. And I had great relationships there. And I'd been there for so long. Like I knew people really well. I had good friends in the group at that point. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it would be so liberating if I said no to this for right now. And so I said no. And for months after that, every Tuesday morning, I would be like, guess what I'm not doing today? I'm not getting up and leaving the house at 7 a.m. And it was so liberating. And so I want you to think about the things that you say yes to without even thinking about them or because you're just stuck in a pattern and then recognizing like, oh, wait, I could say no to that thing or no for right now and just see how it feels and see if that is liberating. What if you could practice saying no to people who aren't ready for who you are becoming? That's my last no I want to leave you with, saying no to people who aren't ready for who you are becoming. There are definitely people in my life who are not ready for who I am becoming, and that's completely fine, and also they're not invited to come along. I can very objectively say I'm fine if you're not ready for me and you're not ready for who I'm becoming, and also you don't get to walk alongside me and harass me. You don't get to walk alongside me and be a part of it in any way. You don't get to walk alongside me and see my pictures on social media and comment on them. You don't get to be a part of it because the way that you're choosing to be a part of it isn't honoring who I'm becoming. And so objectively speaking, not from a place of heightened emotion, not from a place of feeling angry or disappointed or hurt, just objectively speaking, it's not appropriate for you to come with me. So no, you're not invited. So how are you practicing saying no to people who aren't ready for who you are becoming? Remember or recognize that what I'm saying here is practice. Practice saying yes and no in new ways. So practicing saying yes to new opportunities. Practicing saying yes to using your voice and gifts in new ways. Practicing saying no to the things that no longer serve you or that suck your energy. Practicing saying no to people who aren't ready for who you are becoming. It's all practice because here's the thing. You will get real fumbly and stumbly the first few times you go to say these new yeses and new no's. And so giving yourself that space of like, I'm just going to practice and like feel what does it feel like to say yes or no to something new or different or say yes or no in a new or different way and feel that out. And what often happens is you do it once or twice and you're like, oh, that felt real good. <laughs> and then you're like, where else can I do that? Where else can I use that yes and no in new ways that really give me that fuel and fire and allow me to start to walk through the world as the woman I am becoming. Number two is dress the part. So number two, dress the part. How are you dressing the part of who you are becoming? And I want you to think about this literally and figuratively. So literally, buy the clothes you want for the role. I actually mean that you should go shopping and buy the clothes for the roles that you want. So I did this, oh my gosh, probably 10 years ago now when I was full-time personal trainer mode, like lived in workout clothes, never took off my tennis shoes and didn't shower all that much. <laughs> but I really wanted to be speaking and I wanted to be speaking at fitness events, um, speaking as a personal trainer, but also speaking in terms of like teaching business owners how to run their fitness businesses. So I went out and bought, I also wanted to be doing like wellness events in the corporate world. So I didn't know where I was going to be speaking or who I was going to be speaking to, but I went out and bought speaking clothes and 
I didn't buy a ton of things, but I bought like two or three outfits and I was like, these are the clothes I want to wear someday on stage. I got a whole bunch of things on like super sale. There's lots of good sales right now. I got a whole bunch of things on super sale from Banana Republic. And I was like, these are the clothes I'm going to wear to speak. These are my speaking clothes. And I will tell you, I didn't ever wear half of them. And they went out of style with the tags still on them. (laughs) But I did wear a couple of them, a couple of the pieces. And here's what was really important about those clothes. The few things that I did wear, when I did wear them, I was like, these are my speaking clothes. And it felt like a really big deal. And I wore them for things that were really important to me. I wore them when I went to events. And I wore them the couple times that I got to get up on stage in that season of my life. Even if the stage was like, not really a stage. (laughs) It was just standing up in a room of people. But I wore those clothes recognizing like, these are my speaking clothes. I'll tell you right now, as I look toward 2022 and more speaking opportunities, whether they're on Zoom or in real life, I'm buying the clothes for the stages I want to be on. I just went and bought a whole bunch more speaking clothes because I'm like, COVID might not be over, but speaking is back on. And I am going to be doing a lot of speaking in 2022, come hell or high water. And I am going to have the speaking clothes that I want to have. And so I went and bought a whole bunch of speaking clothes for 2022. So buy the clothes for the role that you want. That's the literal meaning of dressing the part. Like if you want to become a personal trainer, go get the personal training clothes. If you want to become, I think of my friend who's a fly fisherman. If you want to become a fly fisherman, go buy the waders. Is that what they're called? Gators? Go buy the pants that are rubbery and the boots and all the things that you wear in the water. Go buy the stuff. If you want to be the ski bunny, go buy the, I did this last year. I bought fancy new goggles because I was like, I'm going to dress the part. Like I'm going to dress the part of the person who skis every weekend. My previous goggles I had gotten when I first learned how to ski and they were fine, but they weren't as cute as I wanted. I wanted cute new goggles. And so I bought myself new goggles at the end of the season that are very bright and colorful. You'll see them all over Instagram come ski season. But that was me dressing the part. Like I want to dress the part as the really colorful person on the mountain. Then figuratively, what does that mean? Figuratively dressing the part means owning your strengths on the outside, So letting your strengths, your talents, and your quirks be seen, and not just letting them be seen, but leading with them. Where are you leading with your strengths, your talents, and your quirks? Because the world needs to see that outwardly, and they need to see you owning them, because that is how the world will decide that they want more of you in every space that you take up. So we just finished in Momentum Mamas. We just finished reading Wolfpack by Abby Wambach. It's probably my fourth or fifth time reading the book. So I've read it. I've listened to it. And then I also got the youth version. And Vinny and I have listened to the youth version probably three times now. And then I just taught the whole book inside of Momentum Mamas. So I feel like I have the whole thing memorized. But one of the things that Abby talks about in one of, she has, the whole book is broken into rules and there's in every chapter, every chapter has a rule. And then there's like the old rule version of the rule and then the new rule version of the rule. And in every chapter, she talks about what the old rule is, what the new rule is or should be, and like how you should be using the new rule to take up space in your wolf pack. So in her seventh rule is bring it all. Bring it all is bringing your full self into whatever you do. And recognizing that the world needs your full self. The world does not need 20% of you. The world does not need only like the 40% of you that's like the most cute or the most positive or the most bubbly. The world needs the whole spectrum of you, whatever that looks like. So where can you bring that whole spectrum of you into the world? Where can you walk tall and proud and really own the space that you take up? So I was at an event 
in Arizona, a podcast event a couple months ago and, or six weeks ago, I guess. And I was speaking and I got done speaking and it was fantastic. I had such a good time and shout out to anyone who was there. I know I have some listeners who were at the, this event. Um, it was so much fun. And I got done speaking and I was walking around and through the rest of the day, multiple people stopped me kind of as I was walking around to ask follow-up questions and kind of pick my brain about my talk, which was really, really fun. I always love, love, love having those conversations with people. And this woman, woman came up to me at the end of the day and she said, how do you just walk around like that? And she was that sounded like she was being rude. She was not at all. She was like, she's like, I loved your talk. It was so great. She's like, I really want to be able to like have the confidence that you have the way you talk on stage. And she's like, how do you just walk around the way you do? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she said, you just walk around like you're really, you walk tall and you walk like you know where you're going and you walk like you know that you're important. And I didn't realize I was walking that way (laughs) or I certainly wasn't conscientious on my part, but I really thought about that later And I was thinking, as I was walking back to my room, I was like, why do I walk that way? And I thought, well, I was walking that way today because I was on stage and I know I shared really valuable information and I know I had deep impact and I know I really brought my best self to that conversation because I brought all my parts of myself and I brought the funny parts and I brought the hard parts and I brought the smart parts and I brought the like the storyteller who owns hard stories And I brought all of, I brought the vulnerable parts. I brought all of that. And knowing that I brought all of myself to the stage like that gave me the confidence to like walk off that stage and walk through the rest of that day in that hotel and be like, today's a really good day. (laughs) It felt like such a good day. In fact, like the next three days, I felt like I was just walking on the cloud because it felt so good to be back on the stage. It was my first time on stage since COVID. And So walking tall and walking proud and owning the space I was taking up happened really naturally because that experience was so positive, but it was positive because I conscientiously chose to get on that stage and own my strengths and my talents and my quirks and lead with them. This was not just about me showing up and being like, here's why I'm amazing. Let me tell you some things. It was really about like, here's some things that I've learned over time. And some of these were hard lessons. And here's how I can help you by teaching you these lessons that I learned So let's dig in. And then I was able to really walk tall and proud and in the space that I was taking up because I knew that I had given the best parts of myself and also some of the raw parts of myself on that stage. So how are you dressing the part literally? And how are you dressing the part figuratively? I will also say I wore a dress and heels on that stage and I knew I was going to be overdressed for the crowd, but I really wanted to dress the part of like fancy speaker because I hadn't been on a stage in so long. And I knew that this was going to be an event where I could absolutely wear like jeans and a t-shirt on stage and it would have totally been appropriate. And that wasn't the part I wanted to dress. So I was like in my dress and heels, which was definitely a little overdressed for the crowd. And it was fine. Like I was like, this is how I'm going to feel my very best, how I'm going to feel like I'm taking up all the space that I want to take up on this stage is if I wear the dress and the heels. So how can you literally and figuratively dress the part? by buying the clothes that you want for the role, very literally, and then by owning your strengths and your talents and your quirks and leading with them and really walking tall and proud and owning the space that you take up. Like number one, this is all going to take some practice. It's definitely going to take some practice and that's okay. Number three, 
The third way to walk through the world as the woman you are becoming is to participate in conversations that are meaningful to you. And I want to give you two different ways to do this because I know that people listening to this show really want to be participating in more conscientious conversations, but sometimes we get a little bit shy and we kind of get in our way about actually participating in the conversations. And so if it comes to a conversation around something that can be really tough or tender where we're afraid of saying the wrong thing or we're afraid of accidentally offending someone, we often bow down or back out of the conversation or we just stay quiet. So I want to give you two ways that you can participate in conversations that are meaningful to you with two different levels of exposure. So there's low exposure and high exposure. A low exposure way to participate in a conversation that's meaningful to you. If you know that part of the woman that you are becoming is a person that participates in conversations that are rich and meaningful and sometimes really complicated and possibly kind of messy, a low exposure way to enter that conversation and practice being that person who does enter the conversation is to cheer and champion ideas that others are sharing in the conversation that are aligned with your values. So I'm going to say that again, cheer and champion or cheer for and champion the ideas that others are sharing in that conversation that are aligned with your values. So it might feel really high stakes for you to throw out a new idea or throw out a new direction in a conversation that's potentially, that feels risky or high stakes to you if that's not something you've tried before. But could you champion someone else's idea? Or could you cheer for someone who you know has stepped out in vulnerability? So an example of this is recently I was in a conversation with someone, with a group of women, and there was a woman in the group who was sharing her perspective of kind of what was happening in the conversation as as an LGBTQ plus person. Well, she works with LGBTQ plus people, but she's also a gay woman. So she was saying like, hey, like what I'm noticing in this conversation as a member of the LGBTQ plus community is X, Y, Z. And I didn't have anything huge to add to the conversation, but I was so appreciative as the only member of the LGBTQ plus community who was in the conversation, I was so appreciative that she said something because I knew for her, those stakes were high. That was a high exposure risk that she took, only member of that community who spoke up in that conversation. So what I did, not really having anything to add and not wanting to take from her spotlight, but instead just championing her was saying like, oh, I really appreciate you sharing your perspective on that. It's really important that we're able to hear people's personal experiences so that we can all have a greater understanding of the impact of these kinds of conversations and these decisions on the LGBTQ plus community, especially if we're not in that community ourselves. So I didn't add to the conversation. I just said, thank you so much for sharing your experience. It's really important that we get to hear that. And so I appreciate you sharing it. So you can cheer for and champion people when you don't necessarily, if you don't have something to add to the conversation, or if you're not quite sure what to add, cheer for and champion the people that are putting their necks out there. If there's a person of color who brings up something uncomfortable in a meeting and no one responds, you could be the white person, the white woman who raises your hand to be like, yes, I really appreciate you so-and-so speaking up. It's really important that we hear your perspective on this and I really appreciate you saying something. So where can you be championing other people's ideas that are aligned with your values if you don't have something to add to the conversation yourself. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. The higher exposure option, like I said, there's going to be higher exposure, lower exposure. So lower exposure was cheering for someone else, championing someone else's ideas. Higher exposure would be to put yourself out there as the person. And so what this might look like is, and I can give an example recently of a conversation I was in. And so I was in a conversation with some leaders and they were saying, hey, we're going to put out this survey and we want these people to take the survey and we want to make sure that we get like X amount of responses. And I was like, cool, that's great. And also, I think it's really important that we make sure that we don't just get X number of responses, but we make sure that we have diversity among the participants of the survey so that we look across the people who fill out the survey. Are we making sure that there's good representation across socioeconomic groups? Are we looking to making sure that, that there's good diversity um, across a spectrum of race? Are we looking to making sure that there's good participation around single parent households versus two parent households? different measures. Like when we're looking at getting X amount of participants, it can't just be like, we need to get 200 people to take the survey. We need to also look at what are the other ways that we need to collect data and make sure that voices are being heard and representation is happening. So that was my contribution. Like the goal can't just be 200 survey replies. The goal needs to be like 200 survey replies with diversity across X number of data points or X spectrums of diversity. So where can you make sure or where can you take advantage of those opportunities to put your two cents in as well? So and as soon as I said that, someone else spoke up and was like, oh, yeah, and I can tell you from what I know about surveys that we have so far, here's what we're seeing. So where can you speak up higher exposure to say, hey, are we making sure that we're making that we're considering as this certain factor in the situation? That's a higher exposure level of participation, but that might speak to who you are becoming and who you want to become as you walk through the world, right? And then number four, the fourth way to walk through the world as the woman you are becoming is not to just participate in conversations, but to start the conversations that need to be happening. Start the conversations that need to be happening. So where are you being a conversation starter? This is not low exposure. 
I guess it could be low exposure because there's lots of ways to practice this. So I'm going to rescind that comment. So a low exposure way of doing this can be starting conversations at the dinner table, starting the conversations that need to happen. So this could be asking your kid about what happened and how I will tell you one of the conversations that was happening in our house last week was, hey, what are you learning about Thanksgiving at school? Because it's really important to me that my child is learning an accurate depiction of Thanksgiving that does not center colonizers and settlers, but that centers the indigenous people's experience. So that was a conversation that needed to be happening that I was bringing up to him on and off throughout the last couple of weeks. So starting a conversation that needs to be happening, that's a low exposure one, right? Like asking my child about something. Where can you be starting other conversations that need to be happening? A higher exposure version of that conversation might be going to my child's school and saying, hey, I want to know what's the curriculum that's being taught for Thanksgiving at this grade level. So where I'm starting conversations right now in different areas of my life, first of all, it's actually at my child's school being on the parent association and taking on this role of co-chair and bringing in guest speakers and saying, these are some of the conversations that I think are really important to have. So we've hosted two conversations now this year. One was on race, and then we hosted another one on mental health. And with, I have to give a shout out to Jessica Stanarski, who's a two-time guest on the Shameless Mom Academy. She came in and talked to our parent association about kids and mental health and anxiety in the pandemic, which was really fabulous. Part of the reason I took on that role as the co-chair at my son's school was because I wanted to be starting these kinds of conversations in that school. I knew that it would be really valuable within our community and valuable among the parents. So that was, for me, one of the ways I'm starting conversations in my community. Another way I'm starting conversations that need to be happening is going to different companies where I have connections and saying, hey, some conversations that really are valuable in the workplace right now are around mental health and around mental health 20 months into a pandemic. Is that a conversation you'd like me to come in and talk about? Because I can do that. Or recently, just last week, I talked to Amazon and I went into Amazon and talked about creating a culture of gratitude and abundance in the workplace. That's a conversation that needs to be happening, right? So I've done a number of talks now at Amazon and we were having a conversation with the person who I'm putting together the talks with and we were talking about bringing something in for November around gratitude. And I said, hey, can we talk about like not only gratitude, but can we also bring an abundance mindset? And can we talk about gratitude between levels of employment? So between leaders and between leaders and teams and all these different layers. And so we had this really fantastic conversation. So shout out to anyone who was listening, who is listening, who was at that Amazon talk. It was so much fun and really, really valuable. But that came from me going and saying like, hey, here's some things that I think could be really valuable to be talking about right now. And we can bring this into your company culture. So starting conversations in that way. This comes from me practicing starting conversations right here in this community. So I want to go back to practicing. In number one, practicing and saying no and yes in new ways. It all starts with practice. And I want to now bring it to like where I'm practicing saying yes and no or where I'm practicing starting conversations. It comes from practicing starting 600 conversations on this podcast. So none of this has to happen overnight. This can happen over time, but what you will find as you practice, as you practice walking through the world as the woman you are becoming, is that those no's and those yeses get way more clear and way more exciting. And dressing the part becomes way more clear and way more exciting. And participating in those meaningful conversations becomes more exciting. And starting the conversations becomes more exciting. So while in the beginning, it can feel a little bit like, oh my gosh, I'm holding my breath and this feels a little scary, it gets 
more fun. It gets more exciting. It gets more meaningful. It gets way more meaty, way more juicy. And the impact on your life and the ripples you have across your community, oh my goodness, life-changing. So I hope this was helpful to you, how to walk through the world as the woman you are becoming. If this was helpful, stay tuned. We're going to keep talking about this. We're going to be talking about this as we close out this year, as we head into the new year. Coming up soon, we are going to be opening up enrollment for the 2022 Plan and Prep Pajama Party. So keep an ear out for that. This is my annual pajama party every January where we do a three-hour virtual workshop together and we plan out your year. So if you're like, I haven't even thought about 2022 yet, cool. You don't have to. You can just come to the Plan and Prep Pajama Party. So that's coming. We'll be opening enrollment in January for Momentum Mamas, our membership community. So that's coming. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities for you to continue to explore how to walk through the world as the woman you are becoming in 2022. So stick with me because all that is coming down the pipeline and I do not want you to miss out. Thank you for being here today. Please share this episode with other shameless moms who need a little support right now. And I will see you on Wednesday with a fabulous interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. Mm -hmm. 
And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.